Hey, this is Ron Funches, and you're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. It's funny. I hope you like it. Do you think you're the next Russell Peters? Why not find out by performing on our Amateur Night? Visit yuckyucks.com for information on how to sign up. Amateur Night is only available at participating Yuck Yucks clubs. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. You're listening to the Yuck Yucks Comedy. I don't think so. What? What? Welcome to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. With your host, Jake Hirsch. All right, thank you so much. That's right, I am your host, Jake Hirsch. Thank you for joining me on the Yuck Yucks podcast. All my little yuckamaniacs. Such a pleasure to be here this week, and we have a, a wonderful episode for you today. Uh, now, I won't uh, be too long in the long in the storytelling this week, uh, as last week I, you know, I kind of was doing quite a bit of uh, reflecting. You know, a lot of it's very emotional last week. Very emotional episode for me. Mark Breslin, everybody. Hey, all right. Yeah, great, fantastic episode. Got a lot of good feedback from it, you know. And uh, you know what? Mark is somebody I really want to interview again. I really want to sit down with Mark and interview him. And, you know, now that I've had a chance to talk to a lot of the talent and talk to some of the people behind the scenes at Yuck Yucks. Um, although, hey, I do, I will say this. We are going to have some pretty fascinating uh, guests coming up, uh, not just on the talent side, but on the people behind the scenes side. Now, the people behind the scenes so far, we've had... Uh, really, in all honesty, probably only two people. We had Mark Breslin, and we had uh, our good friend Mr. Tony Crollo on the show. And, uh, hey, uh, you know, there's a lot more to it than just two people. There's a lot of history here. There's a lot of people, uh, you know, the ins, the outs, uh, the ups, the downs. Uh, You know, there's a lot of people all around the Yuck Yucks organization. And I think it would be really cool to get to know some of these people and to get their take on comedy and their take on what's happening right now in comedy and in the world of comedy and and not just in the world of comedy but on the Canadian comedy scene there seems to be a lot of differences of opinions and uh, a lot of opinions that people seem to agree on about where Canadian comedy is and where it should be or perhaps where it could be if the right people were uh, you know, running things on on the TV channels and and uh, you know giving specials to Canadian comedians and stuff like that. Um, here's what I have learned so far: is that we've got some very amazing talent out there in Canada. We've got world class talent. We've got you know, there's absolutely no reason why a lot of the comedians uh, that are working the clubs right now should not be on TV, should not be in writing rooms, should not be in the forefront of of uh, you know, TV shows that are going on out there. You know, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it ever was there. I don't know if it was an industry that just never developed in Canada. But there's so many elements that I just see so many holes in the game. And I really want to sit down with people who can tell me, can give me answers as to why, why we don't have those things. Why we don't have more of a flourishing TV show? Why don't we have shows on, uh, you know, Comedy Central every night? Why don't we have comedian showcases on every night? How come we don't have all the sitcoms in the United States? We got the same funny people. We've got 
brilliant people here that can write tons of comedy. And if anything, half the writers in Hollywood probably all came from Canada. It's interesting. You know, we don't have a Today Show. We don't have a Tonight Show. We don't have a, you know, middle of the day show. Well, we do, but it's all, you know, decorating and home and garden stuff or do-it-yourself projects, real estate, stuff like that. Where's the comedy? Where's all the comedy? You know, we have so many talented people that they're just not being resourced properly, I don't think. So I'd love to sit down with some of the, some of the people behind the scenes that make things happen and, and, and find out. Why don't we have these things for, for Canadian talent? Is it, or are, are we not developing enough? Are we not, are we not producing enough? Are we not creating enough? What's, where's the hole? I kind of want to find out, and how do we fill it? Anyway, there's a bit of a rant there. The reason why I'm talking about this so much is because I had the, the, the pleasure, the absolute honor, to sit down with Miss Allison June Smith. Now, as you guys know, I'm based out of Calgary, and Allison is kind of the pride of Calgary over here. You know, whenever she's introduced, it's like, hey, this is, the, this is ours. This is the one that we got that made it, folks. You know, you look at cities like Toronto and, and you know, Los Angeles and, and all these, you know, Vancouver and all these places that have, you know, pretty big markets. And when you hear, oh, well, someone made it big out of there, you don't really think too much of it because, well, that's where people that make it big come from is the big cities. And Allison is one of those people that uh, that happened to have had uh, tremendous success in comedy. And she's from Calgary. And there's there's a lot of talented people here. In, in Calgary, I'm not saying she's the only uh, person that will ever make it uh, or, you know, semi-make it. I, I don't know how you classify. I'm, hey, hey, I'm just the messenger here, man. Take it easy, okay? Take it easy. I'm not saying nobody else has made it. I'm just saying this is what has been relayed to me since I've started talking to people is that, you know, word on the street is that Allison is Calgary's pride. And, uh, hey, well-deserved. I had the opportunity to watch her perform. And it was unbelievable. And she was hosting. And hey, what a, what a fascinating story she's got. I mean, just to pick up and start doing stand-up comedy, and then she goes and takes a risk a few years back and, and ends up moving to England and has this, just seems like a very great life, very incredible life. And, and her boyfriend, I, I don't know if she likes to talk about personal things uh, there, but uh, hell, I'm going to bring it up. What a great guy. She brought her boyfriend, so hey, sorry, fellas out there that are, uh, you know, everyone thinks Allison is as is, uh, is cute as a button. And, uh, hey, she's taken. And uh, by God, by, uh, by a great guy, great guy. I had the chance to, you know, chat it up with him a couple of times, and, and uh, he's pretty new in the stand-up world. And, and just so, just, you could just look at him. And you could just, you know, there's some people you look at, and you're just like, man, that, he's a good dude, good dude. So uh, it, was, it was a real pleasure getting to sit down and, and, and meet both of them and, and, and get to hang out with uh, Alice. And I got to see her perform twice. It was, uh, it was wonderful. And uh, we're going to sit down and we're going to talk to Allison and find out how the hell she got uh, where she is today and, and uh, the path and, and the whole nine yards. And uh, hey, stay tuned, guys. We have some incredible talent coming up. We've got some exciting interviews with some world-class people and uh, some of the people behind the scenes that you might talk to on the phone or you might hear about behind the scenes, but you just don't know their story. And I'm here to bring it to light. 
soft and warm, the quiet storm. You're listening to Big Jake here. On, no, I'm joking. Anyway, let's go talk to Allison June Smith. She's cute as a button. Yeah, there you go. It? There you go. Is that better? Is that, yeah. Yeah, is that okay? <laughs> is that perfect. okay? Is that good? Is that good for you? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm deep-throating the mic, everybody. I'm deep-throating the oh. mic. Well, hello, Allison. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Good. We got a little bit of uh, quietness uh, after the a little, little bit of calm after the storm. A little bit of calm after the storm. So yeah. you totally crushed it tonight out there. Oh, you're so sweet. You hey, did. It's, it's my hometown, right? It's Calgary. So is it your hometown? Yeah, I'm a Calgarian, born and raised. Wow. Yeah, Cowtown girl. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I actually I saw a post about you the other day, and it said uh, the only true comedian to make it big out of Calgary. Oh, that <laughs> now it all makes sense. Whoever now said that, I'm sure there's a, there's a ton of fabulous comedians that have come out of Alberta and I think out of Calgary. But yeah, but that's sweet. I'll take that. I'll take that. That's Definitely. nice. <laughs> but you you're you're across the pond now, as they say. Yes, yeah. I'm pond. in the UK. What is that um, like? It's it's very. Look, for a live stand-up performer, it's great because they have a lot of people within a small space. So you can do a lot of shows. Whereas right. Canada, I mean, it's a lot of traveling, right? It's distance yeah, to entertain that's true. people. That's true. So for that reason, I really enjoy it. Um, and I do love the crowds, right. but it is different, you know, and even just coming home and performing again for, you know, my Canadian audiences because they're yeah. my peeps. Well, you know? we're, so. we're going to get into the Canadian audiences part, yeah. but... Since we're on that topic, is it difficult for the comedy to transfer over? No. You know, uh, I, people always say, and I agree, funny is funny. Right. But th- there there are, of course, cultural things that are a bit different that, sure. that it took me a little while to figure out how to make it come across or, or you know, just a slight turn of phrase. Right, or right. You know, so it, it did take a little while to kind of... Uh, make everything work, or to make you know, but but it was easy to find stuff initially that I knew would that, that would, worked would right away. Definitely yeah, trick yeah, with them. yeah, yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's really cool because I think that's like a. I always think about that when I think of comedians that go overseas and they do like the French Festival or they do all these different yes. festivals and stuff like that. Does a comedy resonate the same? And I, I, everybody that I've talked to has said that you know what people can take jokes in whether it be Scotland or Australia or like yeah. the humor it comes across. Yeah, and, and it's a real. Just as a live performer, it's a real sense of accomplishment. I mean, because I've been in the UK, too, I've been able to go to other places that I never thought I'd go. Like, I went to Singapore. I went to Cambodia. Wow. I went to Jakarta, Indonesia. No way. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I've, I've got to perform at Brussels. I'm doing a tour through France in the next little bit. So I've gotten That's to amazing. perform in places that I never thought I'd go. And it's a real sense of, like, accomplishment when you're like, yeah, I can do this anywhere. Right. Because I, I, when I first started here in Calgary, right. at the Yuck Yucks here in Calgary, right. was where I did my very first stand-up comedy set wow. 15 years ago. And, uh, I mean, I never really thought about going anywhere other than Canada. So it's kind of for the moment, and this is... This yeah. is as big as my circle's going to get at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now when I look at it, I'm like, wow, I've really traveled a lot more than I ever thought I would. And so it does give you that sense of like, yeah, I can do this. I That's can do amazing. this. Yeah. Take, take me back that 15 years, though. Yeah. Uh, what kind of what kind of came before the comedy stuff? I mean, how old were you when you first got into comedy? Yeah, okay. I was <clears throat> 20. 
23. When I started comedy. I was going to lie, everyone. I was just about to lie about my age, but look at me being honest. Uh, <laughs> I, I was 23 when I started stand-up, but before that, I did uh, I was, uh, acting, right? I was a drama geek. That's all I ever wanted to be. Where did you go to, to school be. for drama? I went to the University of Lethbridge. Really? Yeah, I was a drama teacher, so... Get out of town. Yeah, I was I a... went to Mount Royal for drama. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. I, when I, was, I came to Canada when I was younger. And oh, did you? went to college, and... Uh, Got kicked out. Well, academic <laughs> probate. I don't know how you get academic pro, but you know, like the first year is more of like the technical and absolutely. It's yeah. kind of yeah. And then you kind of <clears throat> pick where you're going to go with it and stuff. So I was doing like dance and movement and all you know all this crazy shit. Yeah. And I think at that time in my brain, it kind of was like I'm going to be in the movies and I'm going to. And it wasn't. Ex- it was more the study, the art of. And were you like that in high school? Were you totally into drama? And you oh, I was such a theater. I mean, that was all I was ever good at was being on stage. That's right. what I loved. It was my driving force. That's the only reason I got through school was so that I could, you know, be in plays and, and do theater and, and be a part of that. Right. Um, that's what I loved. And I mean, that's what I wanted to be was an actress. I mean, that's still more than anything. I mean, I, I love acting. I, I, I wanted to pursue that. But when I got out of university, I realized... You know, acting all depends on someone wanting you and you being what they wanted. Right. And so I thought, well, what can I do that it's about me choosing? And mm-hmm. that's when stand-up, I was like, I'm going to try stand-up. Because nobody will tell me, oh, we want you to do it. I could just go up. I could just try it. Right. And so that's why I started stand-up, just because I figured... And I realized there was probably... It was a more quick way to make money. I saw it as an yeah. actual viable profession that I can make money at whereas acting I wanted it so badly but again it's I mean in Canada we we're limited like sure I don't want to say limited we come up with great stuff and everything right but it, it uh, we don't have as much as in the states and sure. and so there aren't as many opportunities so right. yeah that's what got me into stand-up was just I graduated from university <clears throat> I got offered a job as a high school drama teacher, which I did not want to take because I did not want to be a teacher. I just took it so I could go to university, right, right. keep learning theater, <laughs> right? But I was like, oh, one extra year, I'll become a teacher. Got offered a job right away, and I was so angry at myself for taking the job and right. not pursuing my dream that the same day I started teaching, that's when I did stand-up for the first time at Yuck Yucks in Calgary. No way. Same day. Did my first day of teaching, and then that night I went and did stand-up because I thought, I am not going to let myself down. I'm not going <laughs> to not pursue my dream while I'm doing the other. So That's crazy. Yeah. And that first that first evening, that first night that you stepped up on stage, what was, uh, what was the response like? Uh, it was good. I had a good response. I remember I was so nervous before I went on stage, and I learned in theater you know, take your glasses off so they right. can see your face. And I remember saying to the MC who was about to bring me on, should I take my glasses off? Mm-hmm. I don't know whether to leave them on or off. And he said, well, why don't you ask the audience? So that was the first thing wow. I did when I went out. I was like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, first off, I should ask, do you want my glasses on or off? <laughs> and the whole audience went on, on. So no I left way. my glasses on. And I think just starting it that way, I just kind of engaged them like we Connected had a, a connection. Bit. Yeah. Right, right. So my first time was great. It was amazing. Do you think, though, that the theater background helped with that? I mean, obviously, Absolutely. like with the nerves, right? But, but there's also a different dynamic with theater is that you're performing. Huge. You're not waiting for a response all the time. Exactly. And no fourth wall. Right. It right. was me looking at them and them looking at me exactly. instead of me pretending they weren't there and performing sure. to them indirectly. It was like, oh, oh, this is. Oh, this is you and I. Like you are looking me in the eye, and I'm like, looking you, at you. You guys can hear me. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. so weird. Yeah, but it was it was phenomenal. So that first time was great. 
Um, and then, I mean, you know, I'm sure the 30 shows afterwards, it was a little up and down always, <laughs> probably more down than up. But, um, but once you get a taste of that feeling, there's nothing like it. And, I mean, I've been doing drama and plays for so long, but stand-up, there's there's nothing like that feeling. That's the purest adrenaline you're gonna feel. Was the addiction the audience reaction? Is the addiction making people laugh? Is is it uh, being able to have that freedom in a creative job? Yeah, I, I think obviously it's different for every comic. Sure. Every comic has, you know, for me it was probably the feeling them, the hearing the audience that that addiction of the immediate gratification. Um, you know, and I, I guess the affirmation, I, I hate to say that, but yeah, there, there's a certain affirmation to it that, sure. you know, I was like, oh, that little geek in junior high girl inside of me was like, yeah, you got this, you know, you're in charge, you, you know, you're winning now. So for me, it was, it was great. Um, and, and I loved that about it. So yeah, it was probably an affirmation and yeah, yeah. the immediate response. That's what I loved more than anything. And the freedom. Yeah. The freedom. You could say whatever you want, especially in Yuck Yucks. Where Mark Breslin has said, you know, no censoring. Right. You can say whatever you want. Right. Um, so to be developing and to grow as a comic in an environment like that, I mean, you, you really get the opportunity to grow, right. to take chances. Right. You know, whereas other clubs, and I think a lot in the States, I might be wrong, a lot of States clubs want you to work clean, which I have complete respect for that. Sure. And I've learned that skill too because there's a lot of money to be made in corporate clean comedy. Right. But to be able to grow in an environment where there are no limitations, mm-hmm. I think it really helps you to l- learn what your voice is and how you're going to say things and right. who you are. Yeah. You know, that's, it's a really in- interesting point, and, and not a lot of people talk about that because uh, it, a lot of times I've interviewed people and they talk about the instant gratification of just feeling like they bring, like you said, affirmed for what they're, what they're saying out yeah. there. yeah. Not a lot of people look at it from the artistic side of it, of the creative expression of it, to say, listen, I'm, I've got a forum here, yeah. and I've got a lot of ears present, and I've got a lot of people looking at me, and I've got their time for 45 minutes or whatever it is yeah. for that night. And do you feel a sense of responsibility at all for what you say? or, or I mean, does your, Do you feel like your comedy has to be somewhat clean in order to make that next step? <sighs> yeah, I mean... I think because TV opportunities for so long, especially in Canada, sure, they wanted more clean. It, it you know, with the CBC and you know, right. <clears throat> even just for laughs, there are limitations. Sure. So you you will, I feel, get a little bit more opportunities if, if you can be very funny and clean. And I was taught so early that. Being clean is where money is. I, I and I hate to say that, right? Mm-hmm. So there's the business side of me that early on learned, okay, if I can be corporate and still be funny and write jokes and, you know, talk about things I want, then right. I'll make some money. But then there's that, the beauty of, of the live is that you, the saying anything and, and right. being able to shock a bit or being able to, like, go out on, on a limb and say things. I mean, that is, there's no other job where you get to do or Absolutely. say those things, you know? Right. I get to say whatever I want in, in comedy. So it's, it is really freeing. Um, do I have a message yet? No, probably not. I don't really, I just want to make people laugh, but it's nice to know that I can talk about whatever I want. Um, yeah. So yeah, so there's the artist and then there's also the business. Uh, but I know a lot of people who it is just about freedom of speech and they want to be able to say whatever they want. And 
I agree, you know, so that's great. But for me at this time, well, when I started and, and even now, you still go, okay, well, I do got to pay some bills. And right, so, right. you know, sometimes a nice little corporate where... And, and a lot of people feel at corporates you can't say what you want or do your jokes, and I disagree. I think a lot of times it's a changing of the phrasing. Sure. You know, like I do jokes about male exotic dancers and female exotic dancers, and I could still do those jokes. Right. I just kind of... Trim the fat a bit. Trim it yeah. a bit, yeah. yeah. Or or maybe I'll just leave that part out. Or, right. Or yeah. maybe I'll get a chance to do this stuff, which may not go over in a rowdy late night crowd. So you got to look at it as though sometimes those those corporate audiences, too, will give you a chance to maybe do some jokes that wouldn't go over right. at a late night rowdy. You know, so, so sure. it's, it's, it's knowing where you can do different things. So, again, it's learning your arsenal of material and then figuring out, where can I fire this joke off at? So it's right. gears. I think I think a lot of road comics, you learn a lot of gears. Right. Yeah. Right. And again, some comics don't, and I do not judge. Some comics are like, this is what I do. This is how I do it. Good for you. Like, right. brilliant. Everyone has their own way of doing it. Everyone's journey is different. Yeah. Yeah. You talk a lot about, uh, up on stage, a lot of personal experiences. You talk about a lot of funny stories that happen to you. And, and stuff like that. A lot of personal comedy. Hmm. Uh, and a lot of that comedy in your first formative years are shaped by your upbringing, your background, your yeah. takes on life, your your views on things. Absolutely. How important was your family in that? And, and do you still have that connection where, do they do they support you as a, as a comic coming up? Uh, yeah, like, they have, they have a weird perspective on it. Like, my dad still, I don't think... He likes that I do it. He, he's proud of me, but it is weird for him. And I think he worries that, you know, I'm up there swearing. Like, that's his big thing. You know, he's, he's in his 70s now. Old school. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, shit, filthy. And what are people going to think? Right. But I think, because he hasn't been to see me a lot, but he's been to see me a few times. And right. when he sees the way the audience reacts, he gets, oh, this is okay. Like, right. they really like her, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, she said fuck again, but, but they do really the like her. Responding. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, whereas my mom has learned now, she's like, Oh, sweetheart, you don't worry about us. You just get up there and you do what the audience <laughs> needs you to do. And I'm like, what do you think I'm going to do? Mom? <laughs> I'm like, what, what do you think is going to happen? But so they've learned. And I think it's because they've seen me, you know, travel the world a bit now and see this as, as a real profession. I think it's, opened their eyes a lot to oh okay she she wasn't crazy because at first they were like oh you're gonna quit teaching and be a comedian (laughs) brilliant we're so glad we're stoked about this we're so proud yeah they were terrified um but yeah now they've come to realize that it it took a long time it took a long time but now i think there is a real sense of pride because they realize this is it's not an easy thing to do right you know not that i'm gonna complain because nobody asked me to do this i chose to do this Right, so yeah. That's amazing. So when did you make the move across to England? To England. I did it about five years ago. And what was the mm. what was the motivation for that? Uh, I felt like in Canada, and again, I love doing comedy in Canada. I love my time here. But I just felt like it was I needed a change, mm-hmm. you know, because I had gone across Canada. I had headlined, you know, uh, all the Yucks clubs. I had been to Just for Laughs. I had, you know done basically all the television that you can do in this country. Right. Um, and I just thought, okay, well, what else? So I thought, well, if I don't take a chance now where mm-hmm. there's nothing really t- holding me back, sure. you know, I wasn't married, I didn't have kids, you know, I was just doing comedy, so it's not like I had any other jobs that I needed to, to worry about. I thought, I got to do it now before mm-hmm. I get too settled. Or So I just, I, oh, and my father 
is from Manchester, England. Oh, okay. So you had some connections. And I had a British passport. Oh, there you go. So to be honest with you, the reason I went to the UK rather than just to the States was because it was going to cost me a minimum of $10,000 to get a visa <laughs> to go even just cross the border to try to look for work. Right. Whereas I could take that 10000 and invest it in like kind of going back and forth to England. Sure. Quite a few times. So that's why I decided to do it, to just use my passport, go to the UK. And that literally, quite honestly, was the only reason um, that I decided to do it. It's an interesting place. And it's obviously, I mean, there's been a lot of comedians that have made that move over there as well. People yeah. don't realize that. Guys like yeah. Rob Delaney's over there now. Full yeah. Time. He's making movies or TV shows over yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of crossover talent that had gone over there. Historically, though, as you said, I mean, a lot of people that taste some success here in Canada, their natural movement is to go to New York or LA or these yeah. bigger markets. You bet. Is, do you hmm. feel like those places are somewhere that you're going to have to ultimately be? Oh, well, I mean, I. I guess I, I can say I, I'd love to go there, but I also feel like I don't know if I have the money to <laughs> try and fund myself right now to go do that, to be right. honest with you. Right. I, 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 I want to go where, yeah, I'm growing, yeah, I'm developing, but, but I'm also making a living. And I just saw the U.S. at this point as a real like financial... I, I don't know, and I guess I should think more positively about it. But also, everyone's like, you know, running off to New York and running off sure. to LA, and there's great comics there. And there's, but it just seemed like, you know, I've been doing it for a per- period of time. I'm like, oh, do I go back to where I'm just doing five minute spots? Right. How am I going to work there? I don't have a visa that I could be doing any other work and there's to a earn real, a living. Yeah, and there's a real totem pole down there as far as you get humbled very quickly as to where you stand on those Absolutely. on those poles. And I kind of feel like you don't want to go there unless you're invited. Sure. And I, again, hadn't really pursued, you know, management in the States because I was kind of obsessed with just getting better at being a stand-up and, right. and traveling and touring and doing that. So I guess, you know, the business in, in that regard, I, I, I should have been more on top of it. I guess I still can. <laughs> but, you know, now I see the UK is where I'm really trying to build... Right. You know, because they have a lot of television there too, and that little actress inside industry. of me yeah. still feels. And let's face it, look, I am not saying I am not a pretty girl. Am I television pretty in Los Angeles? I don't know. You've got the Tina Fey thing going. Uh, yeah, yeah, You've got yeah. The Tina Fey thing going. But in the UK, <laughs> you see some of the people they put on TV. I'm a six in the U. You know, North America. I'm an eight in the UK. Like I. I thought I stand more of a chance of getting some television. I literally, that's awful to say, but I really thought they put more real people there. So, sure. And they just make more shows. Right. They make more shows because it's, it's shorter, shorter series. You know, it'll be right. like three episodes. That, so there's more shows always being made. So I just saw it as I feel like there's a bit more opportunity right. from where I can see it. Right. Yeah. It's funny. I, I did an interview with a. Uh, uh, director, Julian Farino, who directed Entourage on HBO. Yeah. He does Ballers, and he's done a ton of stuff, Sex in the City and everything. And he's from the UK. And he said, every chance I get to go back to England to direct small shows, films, whatever, I go. He said, I love the industry there a hundred times more than I love the one out in the United States. Yeah. And there is a lot of work, and people don't, I don't think people realize that there's that much going no, on over there. of course not. Of course not. But there's some great shows going on over there. Why would they know in North America what is going on over, you know, it's, it's a totally different right. world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are amazing shows. And again, 
so many different shows. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the formula in the States or in North America is if something's going good, let's make as many series as we, you know, like, you know, we're on the uh, 11th, you know, uh, um, season and we're on the 12th season. Right. Whereas in the UK, they go, okay, yeah, we had a great show. Yeah. We'll do a couple seasons. All right, we're going to start a new show. You know, there's just more constantly being made. Yeah. So it's like... You get there's yeah, more actors I, being used. I was ecstatic when I found out Broadchurch was going to go to a second season. I was like, "Thank, thank you for doing you, season number two. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But there's you a, see it as as a treat, right? And you not know, an expectation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas that's you know, you're like you know, in the North America, it's like another season. Again, nothing wrong with that. Sure. But then you have a lot of the same actors recycling. Yes. Yeah. 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 So I, I see the UK as a as a real opportunity in that regard. How often do you like coming back? Oh, I think early on I came back a lot more often. Now I stay out in the UK a bit more. Mm-hmm. I would say I come back every four months. Was that more of a safety blanket, you think? Yeah, you, for sure. Yeah. Because I had more work and more money in Canada because I was right. a bit more established. So I would come back, do you know corporate, do a run of clubs, go back to the UK where right. I was... You know, starting again. You know, right. so you know, t- showcasing for clubs and getting some spots. Sure. And it took a little while. It took a little while. And I think too, this might be a little controversial. And I, I never like to to say this too much, but I think at the time I went over to the UK too, there were, there were a lot less girls doing comedy at that time. Mm-hmm. And I do think it it was a bit more challenging as a female to be doing comedy mm-hmm. in the UK. Right. I do think that. I do think that. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I, that, yeah. is that the same sediment now? Uh, Five years I, later? I think it's changing a lot. I think there's way more of a push for people realizing they, they want a voice, a different voice. They right. want to hear, you know, a, a female view on things. Sure. Um, so I feel like it's picking up more and you're seeing more and more clubs wanting girls. You're seeing more and more, you know, they want girl writers. So mm-hmm. I feel like that is really picking up right now yeah yeah so which is a great thing but when I and again I've started in the north too so I mean I was playing like working men's clubs and right, right. you know it was like all stag parties <laughs> like at one time I did a show for like 350 stag men and I just no way yeah I was like Ooh. you know don't get me wrong I've done shows in Fort Mac here in Canada where like you know but it was just such a different I'm just cultural. picturing that uh, like Wile E. Coyote like looking at the road just as like a drum drum stick you know just oh. like as food they're just like I can only imagine performing in front of that many guys yeah they're just looking stag. at me like this stripper's got a lot of opinions <laughs> She's got a lot of opinions. Uh, it, it was it was a very interesting thing. So I I mean for me I think it, it did take a little because I know a lot of guys who went over and boom it was quick quick right. and easy to get into clubs. Sure. So I think it's changing and I think there are more and more women now going to comedy clubs in the UK where for a while I don't think there were as many. Right. Just gonna cough. Sure. <coughs> Sorry about that. I'm just no problem. A little bit of a get some water. Me too. I just got oh. Like I had SARS or something. I had no idea oh, what the it hell took I had. It out of me, and I flew with it, so I had fourteen oh, hours on the gross. plane with like sinus infection. Uh, <coughs> not good for the pressure. Experience, yeah. yeah, and we're back. <laughs> Allison go. lived, thank God, through the I commercial made it through. break. I made it through a little coughing spell. <laughs> wow. We're gonna have to get a Sepa call sponsor for the show. Oh, now. and I hate it too because I love. This is so arrogant, but I do love the sound of my voice. Especially, you got a great voice, by the way. Oh, I love. Yeah. I, I I always wanted to do more voice work. I used to do some cartoon voice work. I was no in way. Dragon Ball and like. That's right. I read that about cartoons. You. That, yeah, so I love doing voiceover work. So I hate right now that my voice is going to be out there and it's not at its optimal right now. So <laughs> to apologize, we'll yeah. clean it up on the uh, post. Perfect. Yeah, the post show. Perfect. No that would be doubt great. about it. <laughs> 
We talked about uh, a lot of the heroes in comedy, a lot of people that probably you looked up to back in the day. Uh, we talked about female comics. Who were people that you look up to? Oh, well, when I started comedy, <clears throat> again, I didn't really ever dream of being a stand-up, right? I wanted to be an actress. Right. So it wasn't until I started to do comedy that I really began to be inspired by comedians. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I watched Eddie Murphy. I saw Robin Williams. Sure. But the person, I mean, and I guess it's people are going to be like, oh, of course you're going to say it. But I mean, Joan Rivers, once I started comedy and, and I learned about her and, and what she did and who she is and where she came from and her attitudes on everything, she became my real inspiration in it all. That's a great, great, great one to have. Because she, same thing, you know, she wanted to be an actress. Yeah. And started to do comedy because she had control over that. It was a good way to make money. Sure. During, you know, the evening, so then she could go audition during the day. And, I mean, the more and more I learned about her, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, Fascinating woman. Amazing. The documentary yeah. on her, A Piece of Work, yeah. was phenomenal. Unbelievable. It, 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 I watch it over and over again, to be honest with you, now and again, just to give me that, you know, like one thing she said that I, I always remember, you know, you, you can't stop. You know, it, it, if you want to get struck by lightning, you got to stand in the rain. Right. Right. So you gotta good times, bad times. It's it's a part of it, you know. Yeah. You you just keep going. You don't quit. Right. Whether you're in a slump, whether you're in a good place, <clears throat> that's what stand up is. Yeah. And those people who want to quit, I'm always like, good, get out. <laughs> if ever a comic is like, I think I'm done, I'm like, all right, well, yeah. One less person. I gotta get order. going. Yeah, it's time to move <laughs> on then, because <clears throat> I can't even imagine my life without doing it you know even if I if I was so lucky as to land some sort of acting opportunity where they paid me a whole bunch of money to do one thing and then I let's say I never had to work again mm-hmm. I could not survive without going on stage and doing this I love it you still gotta go out and do it I love it yeah. it would probably be even more freeing if it wasn't about the money at all to be right. honest with you because I'd be like I don't give a shit here's <laughs> what I'm saying here's my point of view yeah yeah I don't give a fuck about any of you it would be great that would because be there's still that part of me in the back of my mind that's like, well, you never know. There might be somebody here who you know is offended by that, or exactly. So I do, yeah, probably edit myself a bit more <laughs> than I should. But if I had a million dollars, oh my god, a million, ten million, hundred what's, million. What's up next for you? What um, are you doing now? <clears throat> next, what am I doing now? Because you just finished, obviously, up on stage here yeah. at Yuck Yucks in Calgary. Yeah. And what's mm. going on next? When are you going back home? When are you got ah. more tour dates coming? Well, uh, I have a couple more shows here in town, but this was kind of a family visit, which was lovely. Yeah. So I'm here to see my mom and my dad and to catch up. So a few more shows here, and then I go back to the UK. Um, and then, oh, actually, I'm working with, I'm opening for Stuart Francis, who is an amazing wow. Canadian comic I've now. I've heard that name before. It was a phenomenal career over in the UK. Um, just, he's a genius. He's such a, 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 such a good writer, not a wasted word. Right. So I get to do support for him and open with him and tour around, which is That's amazing. so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I'm doing a little tour through France, which will be phenomenal. I'm very excited. That should be exciting. To go through France. The city of Louvre. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and, um, what else? I think, I think I'm going to go to Singapore again, which will be great. And, yeah, just continually expanding throughout the, the UK. Um, yeah, that's that's basically what's the big things that are going on right now. That sounds absolutely fascinating. <laughs> you got to tell me, you got to fill me in when you come back. If you do Singapore, I want to know all about the crowds over there. Oh, what it's to expect. so fun. Yeah. Is it? I, Cambodia. 
I had I a even, great time. I cannot even picture right now what a stand-up show in Cambodia. Crowd. Yeah, what, <clears throat> me neither. But there's you know there's a lot of expats and there's a lot of but sure. locals too. I mean, people in Cambodia and, and a lot of countries. Comedy is new to them, right? Comedy yeah. is like a booming thing. Wow. So they're still into it. Whereas in North America, <clears throat> sometimes people, they tend to forget to come to comedy shows a little bit. You know, right. It's like karaoke. They're like, oh yeah, I did that once. <laughs> and you're like, no, no, you should do it more. Right. Um, so there it's a real thriving thing. So it, it is interesting to go where people are like, this is amazing. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where can people find you? Oh, uh, so I, my website, Allison. Spelled A L L Y S O N because yes, my I grandma thought a Y looked more posh than an I. Yeah, I, I noticed that, and I was going to actually that was going to yeah. be one of my questions to you was having yeah. a lifetime of correcting people of <laughs> how to spell your name. That must A L L Y S O N. So it's like AllisonJuneSmith yes. uh, dot com. Perfect. It's my website. And uh, hopefully I'll get my shit together and update it a little bit more regularly. <laughs> but that is kind of where you can get a gist of where I'm at and. Um, yeah, I'll always be around. Um, Facebook, Twitter, anything like that? Oh, yeah, Twitter, Twitter Allison J. Smith. Okay. Uh, I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to... Yay! I'll do as much to market you. Oh, you're so wonderful. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and Facebook again, Allison June Smith. Yeah. Perfect. We'll put the links up on the site, and uh, hey, thanks for doing this, Allison. Oh, this are you amazing. kidding? Thank you so much for uh, for bringing attention to us. Absolutely. I, uh, thank you very much. Awesome. Well, there you have it, kids. The wonderful, the talented, the gifted Allison June Smith. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing some of your thoughts and stories with us. Such a great talent. And safe travels back to England. Some great episodes coming up, folks, like I said. Some of the talent, some of the background people. It gets fun. Trust me. On behalf of myself, Jake Hirsch. Executive producer, Kira Williams. The webmaster on the one, twos, and threes, Miss Camille. And of course, all the wonderful people at Yuck Yucks. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.